This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Cooking is an art form that chef Jason Hamill has absolutely nailed. His creative taste put his restaurant Lula Cafe in Logan Square on the map almost the minute it opened its doors back in 1999. And that taste is still apparent more than two decades later. Take a dish called Pasta Yaya. It was one of the first items that he and his wife put on the menu, and customers are still asking for it today. Hamill is out with a new cookbook documenting his journey and all the best of his restaurant's recipes. Jason Hamill, owner and award-winning executive chef of Lula Cafe. Good to have you in studio again. Thanks. I'm a huge fan. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. And uh, this book, I've got to say, it's pretty awesome. Uh, You start it by telling readers that being a chef and owning a restaurant in Chicago that was never the plan. Never, never my plan. I, I had dreams of being a writer. I always wanted to be an artist and write novels and books. And I was living in Chicago uh, before the plan found me and took me on this crazy ride. Oh, my goodness. But writing a book was a plan yes, for you? Yeah, I mean, I was even, I mean, I was trying to be a novelist when I was in my 20s in Chicago, going to cafes and going to see shows at night and just trying to soak up what it was like to be 20 and in Chicago, you know, um, in the 90s. What did you think of, of that journey, that book writing journey? I mean, it was a complete surprise to me. And it, it just reminds me to be open to possibility and just the chance of um, of where community will take you when you're, you know, you're open minded and uh, passionate about, you know, the connections you make in your life. Absolutely. Well, you and your now wife, Amalia Childs, you opened Lula Cafe together in 1999, as I mentioned. What was the vision then? The vision was make a space for our friends, our community, our neighborhood, um, and then you know we had to feed them. So that came second at first. You know that, that would we, help. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we we had music, art, you know, uh, readings. We we loved the space that we had met in, which formerly Lula was a coffee shop called Logan Beach, where that's I when I moved to Chicago, that's where I met all of my close friends and my my wife. And it was that space that we wanted to preserve. Like there were so many great things happening there. And when we got a chance to take it over, we just kept building it. And we found a real passion in, feed, you know, passion in feeding our friends and mm. our community. I mentioned that uh, you two put her pasta yaya on the menus sure. early on. Yeah. Is this a family recipe? It's one of her family recipes, and it's a recipe common to many Greek families. Uh, and for those who aren't familiar, tell us what it is. Sure. It's a bucatini noodle, um, and it's kind of like a home version of pastizzo, the the uh, classic Greek lasagna. Uh, but in this version, it's the home-style version. So it has brown butter, garlic, feta, and cinnamon. So our mm. our you know our take is a little different than than everyone else's, I guess, but each family does it uh, in their own way. And for us, the dish really, um, it's both comforting and kind of surprising and, you know, um, takes a little bit of technique. It's a little tricky of a dish to make. Why surprising? Uh, the cinnamon is what everybody is surprised uh, by. I mean, I've had people straight up be like, oh, cinnamon's only for sweet things. And in the Greek pantry, uh, cinnamon is often used in savory uh, elements. But the way the cinnamon and the brown butter work is really elegant and surprising in many ways. Sounds incredible. It's delish. Um, you write in the book that it became a guide for the entire restaurant's menu, that it, it combined continental technique and Mediterranean lineage with those surprising flavors, as you just mentioned. Yeah, like an outside ingredient almost. Yeah, that, that's incredible. And you and your wife, you're self-taught chefs. Yeah, neither of us went to culinary school, um, and we both sort of learned on the job. We 
we opened a restaurant. But and you then, must have had some passion for Oh, cooking. yeah. I, I mean, I come, we both come from families for whom food is a central, important part of just getting together and being together. Um, so once we opened Lula, it was all cookbooks and studying and trying things out. And we were kind of allowed to do that. We were given the freedom to explore and become ourselves. So the fact that you didn't have that formal training, how do you think that that impacted your restaurant style? I think it was a freedom. I'm not sure that, you know, in the 90s, you know, food and restaurants weren't the sort of like cultural sport they are today. It was a little different back then. There was no, you know, the bear wasn't out and there was no, you know, the menu (laughs) or Food Network TV or Chef's Table. So we were allowed to sort of like, you know, grow organically, so to speak, and to learn our craft in in a slower, more like intentional way. So in order to write this book, you talk about how you had to reconnect with folks from your past. So that included talking with sous chefs, pastry chefs, servers, cooks, hosts, managers. Absolutely. We were going back in time in in many ways. And I've had um, the honor of being, you know, the chef of many uh, young sous chefs, et cetera, who've become chefs in their own right and opened up great restaurants, especially in Logan Square. Um, So uh, shout out to them. There's so many great Alula alum that are doing work now that I'm super proud to be associated with. But yeah, reaching back out to them and and just also going back through the notebooks and the photographs and, uh, you know, all the the journal entries that I had from, you know, back in the day to like Mm -hmm. recreate some of these dishes. You had to really dig through your your history. You did. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) How does it feel, though, uh, you know, as a chef to see those former sous chefs of yours move on to do their own thing. I mean, that's my biggest pride right now is uh, as a leader is the the idea that people can come to Lula and learn and uh, decide to do their own thing. I mean, in restaurants especially, but like also we've had ma- many people go on to like to do really, um, you know, innovative work, but that's also sort of self-started in the same way that we did Lula. So people who are DIY want to try their own thing and, and reach outside of themselves the way that Leah and I did. Uh, it's, a, it's truly inspiring. Your menu emphasizes dishes made with seasonal ingredients. Absolutely. Do you feel that that limits your ability to be creative with, with what you can actually put on the plate? I mean, I mean, it does, I guess, limits are a good thing for creativity, in my opinion. How so? Um, it forces you to really rethink your you know, relationship with ingredients, you know, what you've known in the past, the the sort of historical connections in food, because, you know, food does have history and you're always interacting with what people have done before you. So, um, you know, it's tough in the winter in Chicago, sure. But like one of the the passionate things that I find in cooking seasonally is the story, you know, is getting to know the people who are making the food Mm -hmm. and having that kind of relationship. So you build that story. And I tell many uh, of those stories in the book about producers in the Midwest that we've become very close to and thinking about how they think about their product and their role as farmers. Um, and in this economy of ours, you know, connecting in the city with the people from, you know, Michigan and uh, in uh, Indiana and Wisconsin and yeah. what they're doing. It's completely different lives, but we're connected in this really deep way. I absolutely love that aspect of the book, the stories. I mean, because I got a copy of it and there are hundreds of pages and I was so impressed with the fact that every recipe has a story. It starts Everyone, with a story. Yeah. It's not just, okay, three cups of this, right? <laughs> a quarter teaspoon yeah. of that. There's a full-on story. I think about food that way. I think, how to serve yeah. it, how to cook it. This is wonderful. Yeah, and how, you know, what it meant to me personally. I mean, I tell stories about my kids, of course, you know, um, over the years. And I just, re- you know, want to recognize that food is about 
you know, a time and a place being with someone, whether you're making it with someone or sharing it with them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every recipe is marked with a date that on which the dish was created. And I just want to like call attention to like how fleeting the days are and how important they are to recognize, like, you know, be close with the ones you love and, and make them some food. Yeah, absolutely. That, that always is the way to their hearts, for sure. After your introduction in the book, there's a note on hospitality. Why? I believe that, um, you know, leaders in hospitality have a lot to think about with respect to taking care of their teams and to showing what it means to give the emotional labor of service and, you know, in the world today. Um, and it's something that this is my main role as a chef is to provide the resources and leadership for my team to feel supported in their work, which mm -hmm. is, you know, our work is being kind and generous to people, but we also have to be kind and generous to our team. So that's really what I wanted to focus on. And not a lot of chefs talk about hospitality, and I want to be one of them uh, who think through that, you know, it's very complicated and, and difficult work, and I want to think about what it, it means. Is. Yeah, I, I, I love that. Uh, anytime that you can give shine to the folks doing the work. Mm -hmm. right? And there's hospitality in the kitchen and hospitality in the dish station and hospitality between people on the team. Um, so it's really about that work that and how we think about it. Everybody's got a common goal Absolutely. at the end of the day. So I, I'm getting this good sense of your relationship with cooking, Jason. But how would you describe, in five words or less, your, your style? Maybe of, of cooking? Yeah, traditional and experimenter extraordinaire. I, I think it's, it's seasonal, it's bright fresh, alive, and full of love. Ah, you've thought about this before. I have. <laughs> that might have been six words, though. They, we'll you'll see, you'll we'll let it, it slide. <laughs> we'll let it slide. Uh, you also talk about the fact that you've used cookbooks, but never an entire recipe uh, from any that you own, right? Uh, yes. Do you intend for readers of this book to, to sort of do the same? Like, what is it that you want them to take away? I hope so. I hope that readers of this book will steal little bits and pieces and create their own days, their own moments with their, uh, you know, with their friends and their families. And that's and okay with, with you, not, not following it all the way through. I would prefer that. I think it's really about getting inspired by two ingredients, how they're together. And like, maybe you don't like one of them and you replace it with something else. You know, you do you, I think is a really, you know, uh, a great uh, thing to, you know, talk about when you're talking about using cookbooks because recipes are, you know, they're there to guide and to to sort of illuminate, but they're not always there just to follow. Yeah. Um, and I hope you follow your own path with the book. Yeah, each of your recipes, it's got some, some tradition, some old school technique, sometimes a little bit of a twist. So it does make me wonder if, if there's a, a method to the madness or if you're just kind of going with the flow, do you just try something and maybe just see what works? We go with a lot of flows, but I, I mean, Lula has a great collaborative um, ethos. We we work together. We're always, always, always talking about food together. As was there a ever a moment where your wife Leah was like, oh, honey, that's not going to work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she also has a golden palate. So, you know, if she doesn't like something, it's not going to fly. I love it. And, you know, you really got to, you know, lean on, on Leah's golden palate for the final you know stamp of approval. What recipe were you most uh, excited to share with with fans of Lula's Cafe? Well, I mean, you you brought up pasta yaya. It's a traditional one that we've served for a long time. It opens the book. It opens the book, and it's also an incredible story. I'm really you know blessed to be um, you know married into an amazing family with a long, rich tradition, um, and I I believe in that recipe and just like what it means to us as a as a you know as our own love story. You know, it's really a food story that's a love story, and I I think that one that opens the book is is the one. That's sweet. So when you look back then over your time 
cooking, Jason. I mean, what's the biggest thing that you did early on that you think has helped you be where you are today with this restaurant? I mean, I what's the I think smartest thing you did? The smartest thing that I've done, um, and I hope that I continue to do, is show up for my team and listen to what they need. Um, because people ask me that all the time, like 24 years in restaurant years, like that's like 300 reg regular years. You know, that's a really long time for a restaurant. And so people ask all the time, like, well, how did you do it? And I, you know, I'm like, first it's the team. And second, it's showing up for them. And like, you know, you might always do things perfectly. You make mistakes, but you listen and, and learn. Um, but showing up is really, you know, an important first step just every day, making sure that you're there and you're listening and you're reacting and you're learning and then you're supporting them. That was Jason Hamill, co-owner and executive chef at Lula Cafe in Logan Square. His new book, The Lula Cafe Cookbook, is out now.